hey everybody, welcome back to Five Songs or Less. Nate's back. Nate hasn't been here in a while. Yeah, hello. Hello. Oh. Uh, we're going to talk about Bomb the Music Industry. Uh, because I like them, and be- main, but mainly because I already gave Jeff Rosenstock as a solo artist to Dante. And I shan't repeat myself on this podcast. You have, though, before, haven't you? Uh, I've never given anyone an artist two times. Oh, were yet. you just talking about it? You were you were kind of considering it. Uh, I was kind of considering giving you Jeff Rosenstock, like solo, but then I decided to do Bomb instead. Oh, okay. That was me. I thought it was something you were going to do for Lindsay. <clears throat> um... You were going to give her... Oh, like, right. I was going to do a second propaganda episode. <clears throat> That's right. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you insultingly assumed that I didn't listen to propaganda. But you, we get I along. I don't know. I mean, I, we get along, don't we? <laughs> we do. We do. I mean, <laughs> there's your evidence. <laughs> uh, what's been going on, Nate? Oh, man. I don't know. A lot of shit. How, how was uh, story time? story time i did a story time this weekend yeah um it was pretty nice like in the in the midst of a little bakery oh really laid out like uh there's a big old oven for the kids mm-hmm. to touch and burn their fingies on which nice, they didn't do nice. so but you did i did as an you know i mean <clears throat> don't it's i don't like that do as i i like the saying do as i say not as i do and so mm-hmm. don't touch this here stove and yeah that i'm touching see what will happen Exactly. And look at how I'm crying now. <laughs> look at how I'm being driven away in an ambulance. <laughs> that wouldn't happen if you burned your finger. Come on. <laughs> that would be too expensive. I would insist on somebody taking me. <laughs> That's cool. I got a, a record in the mail today. <gasps> did you? What'd you get? The uh, the record label Sergeant House did a the brand new uh, album from The Van Pelt. Um, one of our Leo oh. season. That's on artists. Sergeant House? I believe, yeah, Sergeant House. Like some. I did not know that. So you got the, the LP? Maybe it's not on Sergeant House because I'm thinking of the botchery issues that are on Sergeant House. Those are on Sergeant House. But I also I also think it is the case. I know that Sergeant House staff listen to your podcast, so maybe they can call us up. But <laughs> Yeah, all of them do. The Van Pelt. The Van Pelt's newest uh, album is called Jumanji. Really? No. I don't actually know what it's called. It doesn't have a name on the cover. Sultan's Ernest Jennings Record Company. Maybe Sergeant House sold it to me because I had a Sergeant House sticker in it. Maybe. Anyhow. Interesting. It's called, um, did you listen? It's called Artisans and Merchants. Okay. It's the first I have not listened to anything yet. Like the new single, or they have like two new singles out now, right? Yeah, I think so. Well, now the whole thing's out, I think. But oh, okay. Um, but it's been a little bit of a Leo. Well, I haven't put it on actually since I got home. I I was instead farting around doing other things. Mm. Like, do you ever walk and then fart like uh, successively? One, two, three, four. Walk and fart at the same time. Yeah, has that ever happened? Yeah, you yeah. Know, crop dusting. Crop dusting, exactly. Spartan Records. Spartan. A single. That's right. That's the label that put it out. I'm just messing yeah. up my words. So there's three singles out. No album yet. Oh, no. I mean, it's in my house right now. So Spartan. That's right. Got it ahead of time. <clears throat> I got some records today, too. Would you, wait. Do you, how many days a week do you have records on your doorstep? Um, 
not very often. I will go through these like a week or maybe less, maybe a couple days where I buy like multiple records and then they all show up kind of sporadically. So like recently I bought three albums. I bought a Nico Case record. No, four albums. I bought Nico Case record. I got the the newer Kississippi album. Mm-hmm. I got this this metal album that I don't remember the name to. Uh, good thing I paid money for it. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to become its biggest fan. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, I got an uh, I pre-ordered the Hers Collective uh, new LP. So that'll be here in a couple months or it didn't something. didn't arrive, I, yeah, okay. Yeah, I got two of them today. Kississippi should be here during the week. So I'm pretty excited. I'm actually, you know what? We're going to do an unboxing right now. Because I've not opened them yet. It's like a thing that, like, um, it's a thing that I would I do pretty immediately. Like, I can't believe that you have the patience to not. I, and do you even put it on the record player, or do you unbox it and no, put it on your shelf? It'll go on my shelf. Do you open them? Yeah, I'll oh, open okay. it. Let's see what this one is. This is Nico Case. Oh, there we go. Is Fox brand- Confessor Brings the Flood, one of the only ones I don't have on vinyl. Where does that, uh, where does that sit in the uh, catalog? Uh, of of Nico Case albums. Yeah. Let me see. Margaret versus Pauline. Hold on, hold on. That teenage feeling. Fox Confessor. Ooh, maybe Sparrow. This one's got to be toward the top. Uh, maybe Fox Confessor is number two, and um, the one with this tornado loves you. Might be my favorite, even though I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Hell yeah. There's a lot of things I can't remember off the top of my head. That's what happens when you get older. This is so the first time ordering from Br- Brooklyn Vegan. I've never ordered from them before. Oh, right. They do like a reissues or how do, actually does that work? They do. They'll do like exclusive pressings or reissues. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Usually you don't support vegans, but <laughs> exactly. you made an exception this time. <laughs> Only vegetarians. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, I'm excited about that. I've been wanting that for a long, long time, but it's been out of print. And so it's a, this one, this this was a reissue then. It was a reissue. Yes. Was it was it printed on a nice color variant, or is it just it's a an print? orange? It's an orange. Oh, okay. Clear orange kind of goes with the fox. Okay. Transparent orange. No. Yeah. This. Let me see if I can read this band name. I sure can't. It's the I th- the wait. guy. I thought that you were able to translate and read metal text after so many years of looking at it closely and inspecting no. it. Majesties. Okay. Multiple. Vast reaches unclaimed. What brought you to that one? This is the um, the vocalist and main guy in the band Obsequy. This dude right here, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is like a like a death metal side project thingy that he's doing. Uh, it's real good, and I'm excited to open it. On 20 bucks spin, what pressing did I get? Look, it's black. Oh my gosh! It's a it's a yeah. color that um, is befitting of a black metal band, though. Oh wait, did you say black metal? I said they're death metal. Death metal. Okay. Well, that one might be red then. More of like a when a death metal band, I think of them like eating a raw hyena. Yeah. Okay, black metal obsequy and uh, inexorum members. Come together to create reverent, pure, melodic death metal. Okay. 
I like the word. I like at least the the melodic component has me intrigued because my time spent with death metal always was that. I mean, it's pretty hard to listen to if it doesn't have a melody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the I believe it's the music that has more of the melody than the vocals. That's fair. It's, it's screamy vocals still. What uh, what color is your Van Pelt record? Do you remember? Um, yeah, it's got. They call it brush stroke. What the fuck does that even mean? It's kind of pink and white and like all sorts oh, of things. I don't okay. know. It's, you know the Van Pelt. They're like arty. Yeah, they yeah. Do an arty, they do an arty press. The thing is, is I've listened to the two singles. I haven't listened to the album and. <clears throat> Um, I or, I ordered I ordered the album when it was announced because mm-hmm. I was trying to be a good fan, yeah. you know. And after having talked a little bit of shit about the band and calling <laughs> um, uh, Chris Leo a little racist initially, like maybe oh feel sure like, sure sure that like one I, lyric. Yeah, I mean you know like he's it's not a it's not a cancelable thing, but mm-hmm. anyhow. So I bought it before I heard anything, and then I listened to it. Actually, you want to listen to one of the songs? Well, no, sure. we don't want to do that. You want. Yeah, we could do that. Let me get a um, a thingamabob going real quick. But I'd also picked up that Numero um, reissue of that Chisel album. Oh, cool. Um, which I was pretty stoked on. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been to, I don't know, just like a little um, early Leo season in, in the old uh, household is happening here, I guess, over the next couple yeah. weeks. If you'd like to come over and have a have a popcorn and sit on a couch and not talk it's a no talk zone just listen to, to leo <laughs> bands i'll bring and, over all my ted leo records and i can show you how to put them on the record player oh, and okay. take them out of the okay. case and stuff like that yep. <laughs> actually what we'll do is we'll attach the uh the phone to um to the tv and then run it through the speakers <laughs> good 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 it'll sound better uh i have emailed you a link I like to, I'm curious to, I'm curious to hear what you have to say. I mean, I'll sell you the record if you want to buy it. So. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I like that. Okay. I think I got it in there for you. Okay. Yeah, oh shit. Yeah. Punk house. Let's go. Dude, I like the name of this song. This is the Van Pelt's yeah. uh, punk house. The first single off of uh, antiquities house. and whatever the hell this album's called. I have not watched the official video. I don't, I'm amazed that they made an official video. I know. Right. Although it's just basically, it looks like just footage from back in the day when they were on Yeah, like old, old tour footage. The guitar riff that starts it off is dope. I mean, it is very it. good. <clears throat> this, the guitar riff that starts it off um, sounds like, what was that band called? Self-Defense Family? End oh, of the yeah. Year? Yeah. Totally. So I could just hear that guy going. House. That's how he sounds. How do you feel about his voice? I'm into it. It's a little bit. I mean, he grew up. Is that yeah. what happened? Yeah. I like it. It's a little singy, a little talky, but he's definitely like deeper tone. I guess that's what caught me off guard. <clears throat> oh, wait, we're talking about this guy. I was still talking about. Uh, End of the year guy. End of the year drug church guy. Oh no no, I'm talking about this now. Okay. I've moved I've moved fully on. <laughs> yeah. That that impersonation was uh embarrassing, so <laughs> So keep it in. Yeah, yeah. Black shirts and white belts. Dude, it's such a such a throwback to two thousand Olympia Washington. 
something. Yeah, there is a cat, cat though. Yeah. I know. It's pretty cute. It's a it's a, like a chunk, I think is what the official term is on mm -hmm, the internet. Mm -hmm. We can pet. We do you want to continue on? I can stop it. We can talk. No, I'm enjoying this. Okay. The sound is the music is good. His singing is a little um, unexpected, I guess. It's mixed weird. Is that what it is, or is it it's, just the video? No, no, no. I don't think so. I think the mix on his vocals is a little weird. Um, like it's more it's more upfront than I expected it to be. Hey, that's a good point. Yeah. Ooh. This part's good though. Yeah. This sounds because he did he does sing or he did sing previously. It felt more mm -hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. And or like actual like shouty screamy singing. Yeah. I do dig. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't think they needed to make an album. I'm happy they did, but like, mm -hmm. it is cool to me that if you're gonna make an album after like 30 years, that your music video would just be weird footage that you recorded on a tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks cool. It does look really cool. I like the like strings going on. That's cool too. to listen to those other tracks or maybe the album when it comes out because i actually like that a lot it's interesting that i i guess you can sometimes get the record before the album's released and yeah that happens that. sometimes i'm assuming march 17th so yeah that's this friday oh word okay. so yeah that's pretty uh common for the record to show up early for for a record purchaser like yourself <clears> yes happens, yes um, that's cool yeah, though. That's yeah, exciting. I'm, I'm excited. I'm gonna turn it on after we, uh, after we, yeah, ch after chat. we're done. So let's move it along here. <laughs> let's get this show on the road. Um, so what about right. you? What, what have you been up to? That's basically my life. You just, you uh, just heard my story. I've been really busy lately, man. Um, Does this mean like the family's just been enjoying the uh, the winter rain and heading out and doing shit? No. With, well, I just I don't know. I just felt really busy lately. Saturday. What did I do Saturday? I went and did some stuff. Oh, I went to, uh, I've been trying to renew my registration. That's fucking exciting stuff for this podcast. Um, and I tried to go to the AAA place down by Barnes and Noble up. Is that, that like for away. your car? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, you can go there and do registration stuff for DMV, but it was closed. And so we just went to Barnes and Noble and, uh, got a couple toys for the kids Toys at Barnes and Noble. I guess yeah, I they have, thought they have lots of toys. They have records too. I did not buy any. Oh, records. for real? Yeah. Did, oh, so did like the stuff you might find at like a Target or something like that? Yeah, a bit more. Like they have a pretty good stock actually of mm -hmm. records. Uh, every time I go, I pick up their copy of uh, Same Trailer Different Park, confirm that it's still thirty five dollars, and put it back because <laughs> <laughs> that's too much money. I feel Dude. like that album is cheaper on Discogs, but not it, that it's, much. It, on Amazon, it's like twenty five. Oh, we'll go go that route. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you know, wait? Are you a boycott a, a Bezos boycotter? No, I, I shop on Amazon frequently. I just haven't convinced myself to buy it yet. 
Yeah, you need to wait like 25 years after its release <laughs> to get like the 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 4LP fucking booklet reissue. Oh, sure, sure, That's sure. What you want. It's going to come in yeah. a box like that Beyoncé record did. Yeah, maybe thicker though. Maybe yeah. like maybe she'll really go go all out with it. Mhm. That'd be um, sick. But yeah, we did that on Saturday. Today I took the day off of work to go take care of my registration. I, I didn't work at the DMV. I went to be a patron at the DMV. God, they make you take your day off to be a patron? <laughs> I didn't have to. I wanted to because mm. I was like stressing about it. And we're trying to sell one of our other cars. And so I was like taking care of stuff with that. Uh, and I got a haircut. <clears throat> yeah, I noticed that. I was going to compliment you, but I didn't know if that was appropriate because, you know. Oh, no, I, I love a good compliment. No, oh, you look good. Thanks. You look sharp. Sharp. Lassa got a haircut, too. She's very happy about it. Mm. Her first haircut. Did you both go into the barber and say, we'll take the same cut? <laughs> yeah, she she has the exact same haircut <laughs> as I do. Hell yeah. That's why you become a dad, in my opinion. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And Amanda and I were doing our taxes tonight. I feel like this whole, your life is very grown up. It's, unfortunately, it is. Except yeah. I still spend money on too many records. Is that a thing that she tells you or you say it? No, no, that's a thing I say to myself. Okay. Um, Oh, I I was going to play a show, but it got canceled. Yeah, I remember you saying that. You said you rescheduled it, though, for when? Uh, We didn't reschedule it. We didn't reschedule. We're we're getting put onto another show on March 29th, Ah, uh, which is a Wednesday. Yeah. It's like a couple weeks from today. Yeah. All right. So it was a bummer. Um, I was kind of glad in some respects because it was the like really stormy night, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and I didn't really want to go driving. But yeah, the band um, was driving from Portland to Sacramento and I-5 was closed at Reading because of the storm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't make it. And they I tried to the go. Show. A friend of mine invited me to go to the Fear Factory tour show, the show Whoa. Fear Factory. Do you know that band Fear Factory? I, Mostly by name, but yeah. Oh, for real? Yeah. That's interesting. They were, uh, it's a co-headline tour with Static X. Oh, shit, yeah. Which is not a band, like, Static X, I feel like, came out a bit after I was done with New Metal, like 2001, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Two th- um, but Fear Factory is older, and they're also, like, that industrial, like, yeah, heavy. Yeah, yeah. And I uh, I used to dig on that. And, like, this uh, friend of mine had tickets to this show that had been postponed, like, a year and a half ago due to mm-hmm. something. And um, I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I'll go check that out with you. And uh, they got it got canceled too, or postponed too, because again, because of, of water. Yeah, two times in a row. It seems cursed, actually. Oh, jeez. If Fear Factory ever makes it to town, it'll mm-hmm. be their last sack show, final sack show. They'll yeah. never come back again. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the weather's been a little bit wacky. I had to ride. I I ride. I rode my bike to work today, and the 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 I crossed the river just north of of midtown mm-hmm. um on 19th street mm-hmm. and um i got over the river and then was cruising down towards still Paso boulevard Northgate um intersection there where you head back head north and sack and like the levee there's a levee door or a levee mm-hmm. gate um that had been closed for the entire month of january super Whoa. annoying because there's really no way to get past it on a bicycle you have to ride through that through that that levee uh, yeah. road and they were closing it down today um, but it was fine. Like I rode up to the levee and then I walked my bike up top and then climbed down, oh, okay. um, and like waved at the, waved at the levee workers. <laughs> and, uh, 
was leaving work today and climbed back up top the levee and then was walking it back down the other side and i looked at del paso boulevard and it was just fully flooded oh, like it shit. rained for like 10 minutes today and it flooded i guess it yeah some, there's some the drainage on that side of the uh, that side of town is is not good i've noticed it's really terrible yeah so i had to yeah. ride my bike through about i don't know a couple hundred meters of four or five inch yeah deep uh flood water it's pretty gnarly do you wear like specific rain protective clothing when you go right in like if it's that? if it's raining i will but today didn't rain like during during the ride times it didn't yeah. rain so okay. i had okay. i had my normal clothes on it didn't affect my clothes i had to do like a single pedal like you just push a pedal it was slow and i just pushed one pedal and then picked it up after it came out of the it would touch the water oh, and then come back up. Oh, wow. Um, and then switch foot or something like that. It's just a little bit like, a, I don't know, it's just a, it's just like getting a, through the water. This guy's a pro. Wall. He's yeah, a pro. Not a pro, but <laughs> definitely I ride my bike a lot. Enough yeah. to do that at least. I shouldn't have been out there though. Like I should have probably, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't scheduled to rain today. So I was like, okay, I'll ride today. And then mm. I can't really ride for the rest of the week. It's supposed to rain all week. So yeah, got to get in when you can. But yeah, I don't know. That's all that's been going on where I think we are officially now playing the show on the 29th or 28th. Um, heard, it, heard it here first. So I'm excited. Oh, I'm going to see Depeche Mode next week. Dang, I don't know why Fear Factory didn't just tour with Depeche Mode. Where's Seriously? that show at? Uh, at Golden One. Oh, for real? It's in Sacramento? Yeah. I guess that's why you're going. On the 23rd. Is My that going to be... What? Oh, is that like a thing you will do with Amanda or did you just say your yeah, sister? Yeah, Amanda going? and I are going to go. My sister and her boyfriend were supposed to fly down from Vancouver because uh, Ben, her, her boyfriend, is like a big Depeche Mode guy or just fan of that kind of music. And they didn't have any dates in like the Northwest. And so he yeah. bought tickets for them to come to Sacramento. But uh, they can't come now. And so she offered to give us the tickets. For zero dollars? For zero dollars. Dang, that's a good deal. What are you going to do before the show? What am I going to do before the show? I'm going to take the kids to my parents' house. Oh, okay. And then drive to the show, I think. And then just walk right in to the show. Yeah. Who opens up for a band like Depeche Mode? I don't know, actually. I wonder if there is an opener. Let me see really quick. I'll check. They're also going to play for what, like three hours or something? Probably. It'll be my first time at at, uh, that place, though. At the Golden One Center? Yeah. Uh, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Oh, why is that familiar? Who's that? They're like a... Are they like a sleazy rock band from the early aughts? How funny. I had no idea. They were a vagrant. What? Wait, is this right? They're a rock band from San Francisco. No, this is not true. That was the last time they were here. Supporting act, Kelly Lee Owens. No idea who this is. Okay, Kelly Lee Owens is a Welsh electronic musician and producer. Interesting. That should be kind of cool. Techno, dream pop, electronic are the genres. That's right up your alley. Sure it is. I'm more excited about that than I am Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Uh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> uh, their name is a lot cooler than they actually are, from what I remember. 
um, it's a vagrant band. They were on vagrant. I don't remember. Yes. I, don't, I don't know if I know this band. The name is familiar, but that's I what think they were was. later vagrant. Like when okay. you and I probably weren't really paying much attention anymore. Oh, I mean, vagrant. I have vagrant records tattooed on my ass. <laughs> I'm always paying attention the, to that band. The O for Go records. Right that that's right in the middle there. <laughs> Gross. It's on my paint. <laughs> oh <Dang>. man. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited about that. It should be. A, it should be an f- interesting show. We'll see what Golden One's all about. Got a prep for my Blink-182 concert there later this year, too. Yeah, don't bring anything with you. That's the big issue I have Oh, really? Spot. Yeah, like I I went to, I've been to two basketball games. Uh-huh. And we went and saw Haley Witters there, actually. Yeah. Uh, Cody and I did. But the the first basketball game I showed up with for, like, it was after work. And a friend of mine who had season tickets, he doesn't live here anymore, he moved away. And invited me to come to a game and I just like got off work, you know, at the central mm-hmm. library downtown and, mm-hmm. um, locked my bike up in front and I had like my helmet and my backpack. Yeah. And they were like, you can't bring any of that in. And I was like, well, we're, he, they were like, go put it in your trunk. And I was like, go like, put it in your the trunk. trunk of what? <laughs> I rode a bike here. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. And so like, they were like, no, you can't come in with that. I was like, okay. I mean, I don't know. Like it's, if they had announced it, he had the, he was the ticket holder. So maybe it says something on the ticket. You can't bring anything in. But maybe. I had to like get on my bike. And at that time I lived uh, in Southside Park. So I rode my bike home, dropped off my stuff and then came back. I missed like a quarter of the game, like oh, one, of the, okay. one of the basketball quarters or something. Yeah, yeah. But, um, pretty annoying, actually. I mean, I guess we live in a society that's proven it cannot be held. You cannot, cannot be trusted. You cannot yeah. do things like this. But yeah. it is like also a society that needs to start helping people ride bicycles more. Yes. It's good for the, uh, yes. It's good for the, the, the environment. Uh, they yeah. need a coat check. That's what they need. I guess so. But that'd be annoying to like when, when the game's over, you're like, I mean, inefficient coat check. Yeah. They have that at film, the Fillmore. Every time I go to the Fillmore, I always see you the check coat, coat check. I always yeah. see it. I've never actually checked anything. I think it's pretty common in venues where like that, I mm-hmm. think, but I don't mm-hmm. know. Golden one. No, nah, they're just like, go put your stuff in your trunk. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, fuck yeah, out okay, of here. <laughs> Dang, man. Anyway. Let's talk about Bond the music industry. Yeah, let's talk about them. I'm pretty excited about this actually. Oh yeah. Although I'm like, never mind. I don't. I don't have to. I don't get to editorialize yet. I get okay. instead to say thank you. Thank you for this wonderful <laughs> list. Will you tell me a little bit about this? Uh, yes. This, this choice. Uh, a punk and ska band and hardcore and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Uh, featuring the one and only Jeff Rosenstock. Who later, not just featuring the like is he is he the band, is the band yeah and his solo stuff basically sounds like this band just a little more mature I guess Nate tell me about your relationship to ska yeah I don't know like I I wonder sometimes like so so my best friend has a pretty similar trajectory music wise to me we grew up in different places he's from a suburb of Seattle and I'm from a a rural community a couple hours south of Seattle mm-hmm. and um. I don't know. We picked up on a lot of the same threads of, of punk and hardcore in particular. Um, but I think when it came to some of his mainstream influences, like the gateways, I guess, mm-hmm. like there were some that were similar, like dear you is this, is a big gateway for sure, I think a lot of sure. people our age. Um, or rage against the machine was for mm-hmm. me also like a mm-hmm. gateway. Um, Nirvana, some of that grunge shit from, from, from the era. Um, but for him, like a gateway into to punk music was also like more of a ska orientation and like not mm-hmm. just the bands that I would have known from the radio, like the mighty, mighty Boston's and real big fish, but like he had a more in-depth yeah, yeah. attraction to the style. 
Um, but I think that, I don't know, like it doesn't seem to me, it seems to me like, like I was surprised to hear you and Cody, I think Cody is in line with you here. Like that this is a, a genre of punk that especially indie punk, not like your mainstream so-called mm-hmm. punk ska, um, that, that also you, that you leaned into because to this day before meeting the two of you, this kid up in Seattle was the only person I knew who like was a punk and hardcore kid in the, you know, in the late nineties who also happened to like a lot of ska music uh-huh. and not real big fish, the shit that we yeah, were growing yeah, up yeah. with, but yeah. like more, more ska music. That said, I don't know if his interest goes into this era. Like I feel like mm-hmm. his stuff is more, more the classic, the classic British wave, not the first wave, the but the second wave. British wave. I guess uh, if like that's second specials and madness and things like that. stuff like that. Selector. I also think he had an interest for, I know he's not a ska musician, but I feel like there's an adjacent relationship to fans of ska, like uh, that guy, Elvis Costello. Mm-hmm. He's a fan of Elvis Costello, for example, mm-hmm. just had an, I don't know, maybe just an interest in, in that era of British pop and punk and sure, stuff like sure. that. But okay. yeah, so I don't, my relationship is nothing. I mean, I loved real big fish. I remember going to a middle school dance, Nice. which I like, I love this memory because I don't think kids, your children will not have this experience, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. I, the, my first middle school dance, I'm in seventh grade. My folks dropped me off at my friend Jake's house, like, which is like a couple of blocks from the middle school. I live off in the countryside, so mm-hmm. I don't have the access to the school. And we just get loaded on fucking Mountain Dew and like chicken nuggets or some stupid shit. And then like walk over to the middle school, which the door is locked, right? They've got the DJ setting things up and the lights are low. It's probably like 8 p.m. It's dark, like which is already wild. Because like I think dances it's today eight take place. Like, and it hasn't started yet? No, that's what I'm talking about. Like, it's, oh, it's a, it's a, it was like a tell midnight thing, right? Holy so it's like 7 shit. or 8 p.m. I guess I should I give some credit. Maybe it's 7, but it's definitely <laughs> eight. It's definitely late. And the event went until like 11.50 or wow. something like that. And um, which is why I'm saying they don't do this shit anymore. Yeah. I don't think. They didn't were, do like, that in the front door Grove when I was growing up. Oh, they really didn't? I feel like Dang. they were over by 9, maybe 10. I don't know. But no, our dances, I think all the way through high school, they were going till at least 11 yeah. into the midnight in towards midnight. And so we're like hyped up, like we're kids. We can stay up all fucking night if you sure, want. Right? Sure, Remember sure. back then you can just be up. Um, and we're at the front door, just like pounding pound, like a bunch of kids just like pounding. It was like my first, in essence, my first like mosh pit, I guess, just mm-hmm, trying to get mm-hmm. them to open the damn door. Rowdy ass kids. They let us in and then it was awkward at moments. Um, but then the DJ would listen to us and I remember them getting the DJ to play a real big fish song. Like I can't even remember the name of the song. I just remember being so fucking stoked and moshing really hard. To yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. To a real big fish song at a middle school dance in seventh grade or something. That's sick. <laughs> we should do, I've wanted to do an episode, like a bonus episode on junior high or high school dance memories. Mm-hmm. Cause I have quite a few and it sounds like you might have some, I think that'd be pretty fun to do. Sell out was the name of the song. Yeah, that's that's the yeah. big one. Yeah, weird. Yeah, I love that song. That's you said the title of it, and now it's going to be stuck in my head. It's a band that you listen to and liked, and Not, to this day no, are sort of still no. into. Or I, I know that song. I've tried to listen to other stuff, and I don't really like them. They when I got into ska, some of the bands that got big, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, I got into a bit. Less than Jake, I got very into. Oh shit. Um, yeah, okay. But yeah, Real Big Fish, I liked that song. That song is still fucking really good, uh, Sell Out. But I've tried to listen to other stuff in recent years, and it it doesn't uh, doesn't ring the same as that one song. 
is it is the less than Jake Mighty Mighty Boston's Avenue what got you to this Rosenstock guy or whatever other ska you would listen to? Well, like Boston's Less Than Jake, Rancid, like their ska stuff, that led me down to like all the other ska I listened to in high school, like Link 80s, Kanga Pickle, Operation Ivy, like that got me into a lot of stuff, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And then I didn't really listen to Bond the Music Industry until their last album came out. I was kind of done with ska by the time they started happening. I had moved on to listening to emo and and a little bit of metal and stuff like that. And it wasn't until Vacation came out, their last album in 2011, where for some reason I had the urge to listen to it. And it's it's one of my favorite albums. It's so fucking good. Not a skippable track on there. Also on Ernest Jenning Record Company, just like some of the Van Pelt stuff. So that's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. There's a connection. And then I kind of went back. In, is this a New York guy? Is this... Rosenstock's a New Yorker? He is, yeah. Okay, sorry. That's, that must um, I went back a little bit to his other, to their earlier work, but I was kind of a little turned off by it because it is very like loud and chaotic at times. So I listened to like Vacation and then he started doing solo stuff and I got into his solo stuff. And then eventually I was able to go back and kind of wrap my head around what Bond the music industry was trying to do. So, and like going back and listening some more recently and making this playlist, I realized how like not that ska they are. They have like some ska, like they'll have Mm -hmm. ska parts, which is exactly the way Rosenstock is too in his solo stuff, except for the one's full ska album he did. Um, He's, it's mostly punk and power pop. And then every once in a while there'll be some ska or some hardcore or, you know, kind of these other things blended in. But I like that. I like that it's this blend of different genres, and I like that he brings in all these horns, even when he's not doing ska stuff. And the synthesizer is is fucking great on there as well. So, yeah, kind of a weird relationship with them because I didn't really listen to much while they were around. It wasn't until, like, much after that I really realized that I liked them a lot. You were... Um turned off by the fact that you couldn't order the record and had to listen to it on the website <laughs> myspace.com yes, exactly. or something like that <laughs> that's, the, that's the reason for sure <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that you say the blend and mix i feel like one reflection i have on this list is it fits a time and it also like i wanted to like t- to like talk to you about it like this way that like i have i've liked this list quite a bit and i can imagine actually putting it on especially um the first three songs mm-hmm. maybe it's whatever like that last one is a harder one to, it's less it's less it's less my catch uh-huh. i think but like i feel like um it reminded me a little bit of the band against me in their no idea era mm. and not from a sound perspective so much i mean there's a little bit rosenstock comes off as kind of a lefty dude mm-hmm. um but like there are moments in that shit that feel like I really want to see, like I didn't like that band until I saw them in the back of a pizza parlor in Seattle and it was sweaty and stinky <laughs> and just super gross. Yeah. But they were so fucking good. And I just like absolutely like walked away and, um, and immediately got their stuff and just stopped and listened to it until, until the, 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 you know, the first two albums that no idea era mm-hmm. shit. And like mm-hmm. this, when I was listening to this, I was like, fuck man, I would really like to see this group in a stinky ass yeah. fucking pizza parlor. Yeah. And like catch it because I don't think I would ever be able to stop listening to it. Whereas for now, like when I listen to it, I'm like, this is really good. I really like this. But I do feel like 
I don't know. It's a type of music that needs to be heard live too, mm-hmm. to some degree, like to really put yourself in the, in the pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause it definitely like has like a, a shout along fucking get up and get smushed vibe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm really digging on it. Right? And it, that holds true to today. Like just seeing him a couple months ago at, at Harlow's, like it's the exact same, like loud as fuck. Everyone singing at the top of their lungs kind of thing. Even at like Harlow's with, you know, kind of nicer venue, but it's still sort of small. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Oh, that's the one that your son was yeah. crowd surfing. <laughs> he was crowd surfing. Yeah. yeah. The whole time. My eight year old son. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I'm sure Jeff Rosenstock looked at your son and said, that was me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only place they played around here, bombed the music industry. They played at the boardwalk one time, which uh-huh. I feel like would have been cool. Not as cool as if they had played at, let's see, 05. The cool venue they would have been able to play at in 05 through 11 would have been Luigi's if it was a little later. Yeah, that's right. Okay. That would have been sick as fuck. That's not a venue I knew, but Shannon, my wife, has Mm -hmm. moved to SAC during that era and liked that place a lot. It was a cool venue. Lots Lots of good shows went through there. But anyway, okay. Yeah, I I got it really into ska and punk, and I totally skipped over the new metal thing as a I, teen. How do you feel about that on upon reflection? Listening back now, like I try frequently to go back and listen to some of the ska that I listened to when I was a kid, and it just doesn't feel the same. Like there's bands every once mm-hmm. in a while that that do it the way I want to hear it. Jeff Rosenstock always does it right. This isn't anything that I listened to when I was a kid, but as an example of ska that I like, there's very few that I that I can go back to and listen to and fully enjoy still. So it's kind of a bummer, and I wonder what that's like for for a new metal fan. Like, do you go back and listen to Fear Factory and and you? No, I don't think so. I think your jeans start to grow in the Jinkos all of a sudden. Shit, that'd be so sick if I had a pair of vintage Jinkos and vintage from our era. Classic, I guess. Maybe not vintage yet. I think um, I'm actually trying to reflect on the timeline, too. Like, I feel like we were just talking about a seventh grade school dance Mm -hmm. where Real Big Fish was all the rage. At the same time of that era, I'm listening to Weezer. I'm listening to Offspring. Mm -hmm. I'm listening to Green Day. I'm listening to bands that today, like when I think about like if um. Like I own my copy of Offspring Smash on CD still, and I will put it on. Like I like it. Um, it that's actually something that I dig on. I won't listen to any of their other albums. Sure, that's sure. the only one that really that really resonates. Green Day's Dookie, right? Like yes, that's right. an album that I'll Absolutely. listen to a lot. Insomniac was of that era too, mm-hmm. a little bit later, I guess. So I think that there's that 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 line of music is constant, a constant throughout my like adolescence and teenage years. Mm. But at some point, I guess around the similar time, maybe. I feel like it was a, that same year or a year later, you know, you've got like Corn and Deftones, yeah. specifically those bands, I think, representing the new metal push. And I think that Corn's first two albums, Up Through Freak Unleashed, the third album, where I owned them all on CD, I liked them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I won't, I won't necessarily go back and listen to them unless it's... So I was like celebrating the birthday of this friend of mine who invited me to go see Fear Factory. And we put on some corn at like four in the morning. Like we're just like staying up all night together on his birthday. And like, we're trying to scat along to the corn songs. Cause Jonathan Davis is a, is a renowned, a renowned scatter. Yes. Did you know this? 
Like if there's a if there's a Hall of Fame for scat, he'll be in the um he'll be there. Um, but like I don't I don't put on that that artist that band. Mm-hmm. And then Limp Bizkit's three dollar bill y'all was the only one that I listened to of theirs. And I already was starting to clown on it a little bit. Sure. Like it felt I think that I was without having any language or without even really not myself myself really stating it outright. Like I was starting to feel a little bit of of the appropriative aspects of later new metal in particular where where it really started to lean into the to the rap Mm -hmm. um culture from and and styles that was just a little bit i mean limp biscuit shit was a little bit gross at times and some of those other acts were that way too so i feel like and of course corn i'm not trying to put them out as as not but um i got in and out of it really quickly and and i don't listen to corn for that matter mm-hmm. fear factory is less fear factory is like an industrial yeah yeah band, i never right? really so thought like, they were new metal maybe kind of no they're yeah. not i think the band static x they're touring with is most certainly like yeah. a late late era new metal band but i think um corn is really the new metal band that i was listening to and um don't listen to them anymore mm-hmm. really even though like i sent you and cody a, a you list did. yeah once and i don't think we should talk about it here on the show <laughs> Um, per se, but I do think those songs are fun. Mm-hmm. Like there's some fun shit there. So, yeah. you know, yeah. And there's, there's a few bands that skank a pickle. I can go back and listen to quite a bit. Still, uh, suicide machines are still hold up really well, at least the first album. But yeah, a lot of it, I, I try to go back and listen to and I'm just like, this feels really goofy and not recorded well. And it's of an era. Yeah. 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 That's fine. You know, yeah. it connected for you at the time. I feel like, Music is like that, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't mm-hmm. want to trash on the things I listened to as a kid. At least you didn't. I mean, not even at least. Like, I'm also a fan of, like, early tattoos that people get. And they're like, yeah, oh, this sure. tattoo sucks. <laughs> but it's like, it's like, I don't care if that tattoo sucks. Like, that's a, it's a representation of a pretty, period and, of a pretty yeah. cool, you know, it's a cool thing to me. Like, it's a, maybe it's something, I mean, as long as it's not like a racist sure. tattoo, like, get that shit covered. But, like, if it's just like your tattoo of your skank and pickle on your, <laughs> your forearm, like, I'm going to be all about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool, you know. It's not a bad it's not a bad thing or a bad memory. <laughs> all right. Bong Music Industry, they're great. Uh they did the pay what you want method uh before it was cool, before Radiohead did it. Uh and Radiohead literally was taking their cues from yeah, Jeff Rosen. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And the first song is called Job Schmobs. Which is a good title. Mm-hmm. It's a good title. How'd you like this one? It sounds. What does it sound like to you? Like it's so fam- fucking familiar yeah. in certain ways. Like that style of or that I don't know. It's the genre, perhaps, mm-hmm. from which it's coming from. When does this come out? This was oh seven off of the album Get Warmer. It's so late. Too. Yeah. What the hell? Anyhow, I love this. I think it's fast as fuck. Mm-hmm. I think the li- the lyrics are really rad. I like I like a fuck the fuck your boss. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Kind of kind of vibe. <laughs> I also like that um, the the funky vocals leading into just like a th- a thrashy punk mm-hmm. like fast ass song is all th- you know like you told me that you like a long intro like an instrumental intro or some shit. I do. This is my version of okay, that. Like, okay. I'll take it. A semi instrumental, and then I've got like around fifty five seconds. The synth kind of starts to come in, 
Yeah, this is really, this is like a minute long of just him playing guitar, like real mm-hmm. quiet like that. And then it starts to kind of, synth comes in a little bit and yeah. It's, I read, I guess in their bio, like he recorded this all on a computer, like in his, in his own house. Yeah, the right? first two albums, I believe. Would that be this no, one? No, actually the first two albums okay. he did completely on his own. Goodbye, cool world, and get warmer. He he may have gone to the studio, but he's he's very DIY. Like I'm gonna do this for as little money as possible. Get warmer might have been the one I read uh, where he set a, a a cap of fifty dollars. I'm gonna spend no more than fifty dollars on this record. Does that count like the meals that he's eating while he's writing the music and recording it? Probably like, what does it cost? not. What's... On okay. the actual fifty dollars on the actual production of the thing. So yeah, little like, what's that called? Glockenspiel or like... It's a Glockenspiel for sure, yeah. That and a little synth, weird synth stuff happening. And then just in the total chaos after that. Right. He does the he does the synthy part. I think it's on that third song you put on there, but which is more of a Reggie in the full effect kind yeah. of vibe. But like this one, this one I really dig. Uh, I mean, not that I don't dig the Reggie mm-hmm. one, but it's funky in that he is definitely. I guess because it's so late. Like for some reason, this is pretty late actually, mm-hmm. like two thousand seven. Um, it's I don't know how original it is to to mix all these weird weird ideas together, but I can imagine in nineteen ninety seven putting a Glockenspiel in the middle of your song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like that's probably not going to fly as much or be as it, maybe he wouldn't do it then. But yeah, I'm curious. I like don't know a ton of his, his like influences. Like he's a little bit younger than me, I believe, maybe a year or two, a couple years. Um, but I, I just saw recently like he had retweeted um, at the drive in when they played on Conan. I guess he was there in the audience and talking about how like that was a pivotal mo- pivotal moment for him. This is exactly what I want to be doing with my life. Like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Their major label release, that one arm scissor. Yeah, when one arm scissor um they performed it on Conan. And it's mm-hmm. if you've never seen that, you need to look it up. Like it's fucking amazing. I haven't watched that now. Why is it good? Like those things tend to suck, actually. Right? Just like because the... they're at the drive in and they just go f- didn't give a fucking shit it up. nuts. And like at yeah. the very end. Cedric, I can never remember Cedric or Omar, the two that went went to Mars Volta. I believe it's Omar, uh, the guitar player. Anyway, he like throws his guitar off and then like very clumsily jumps over the amps and runs off stage at the very end. And Conan it comes out as he does to like shake hands and he's like visibly annoyed with their performance. Oh, for yeah. real? That's dope. It's is really cool performance. Like, definitely look that up on YouTube. Yeah, I'll do that shit. That's dope. He's forty. He's just a month younger than I am. Okay, and okay. I feel like um, that's that's late. Weirdly, I think to catch because like I feel when that came out, like I was like a senior in high school or something. Mm-hmm. And I was, yes, yeah. I, interesting. Um, that's when he that's when he caught if he caught the punk bug. Yeah. At that I don't, point. When did um. Let me look up Arrogant Sons of Bitches. That was his his first band or the band that was before this one. So that was like 98. Oh, okay. To, That's pretty. Okay. To 06. That's like during that time. Like, I feel like that yeah. at the drive-in performance is probably 2000, 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think 01 maybe. I can't remember when that came out. I was out of, I was out of high school. I know that. So it was after 2000. 
Did you see it live? Uh, on TV, no. Yeah. I saw it uh, on the internet. QuickTime video, probably. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Downloaded and stored stored for later viewing opportunities. Exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I still have it on the hard drive. I think I moved it over there. <laughs> uh, and then there's a really fucking great horn line. A little bit later in the song, let's hear some horns. Like, how ska is that? Right? Like, that feels. Are there ska bands that move at that pace with that sort of chaos? Like, third wave or... ska bands, yeah. There's, there's third wave ska bands that are that, like, ska core, where it's like hardcore. Voodoo Glow Skulls comes to mind, Suicide Machines, uh, where it's like real fast ska, or they're just strumming. Like, it's basically a punk band with horns, essentially. It's dope. What does it look like live? Did he play with horns when you saw him recently? No, he did not play any ska at all, did not use any horns uh, at his recent show. But um, I don't know. It's fucking, it's really fun live. Like, I've. I feel like uh, I saw Less Than Jake a couple times. They were really good live. It's just fun to see the horns and like in action and all that kind of stuff. This would have been really fucking great to see because they were so like involved with the crowd uh, mm-hmm. and like they were 100% into the idea of like if you know how to play the song, come up and you can play with us, that kind of thing. Literally, you can play our guitar. I don't know if it was like you can play our guitar or, or if it was like if you bring an instrument kind of thing. Oh, a horn. Because a horn is something yeah, you can just like totally, pull up Or like a little keyboard or, or something like that. Yeah. You don't have to plug into an amp necessarily mm-hmm. for that. Okay. Okay. That's tight, actually. I can imagine then like 20, 30 kids yeah, yeah, pulling yeah. up on stage with like trumpets <laughs> or some shit. Bunch of saxophones. Some sexy sax. Sexy sax. That's sick. I dig... So when I first like when you had you and Cody were like hidden around in a thread that we had about ska Mm -hmm. and then you were like this isn't ska though like you had said something like that and so I like took it like as sort of like okay whatever and so I was listening to this I was listening through this and I was like yeah this isn't fucking ska and then that horn line comes in and it's just brutal like to me it doesn't (laughs) seem I guess like you're right that I probably even like a real big fish probably has some like heavy fast funky like Mm -hmm. like that kind of of ska horn line but it just is not the type that stands out it's way way punk versus yeah. what i would think of for for a skyline but i i dug it considering the fact that horns are not a thing i think too much about except in mm-hmm. sexy carly rage <laughs> sure sure or something sure like that <laughs> it was pretty fly though uh I, I love horns like you add horns to something and i'm i'm almost always sold not always but almost always have you like listened to bill clinton play the saxophone <sighs> maybe when i was a kid that's why you love them. Maybe right? you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's this? Who's this hot president? Plus, <laughs> playing the sax while eating a Mc, McDonald's hamburger. Yeah. Plus, he was on Animaniacs too in the intro. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and you also really love Kenny G. That's the Christmas album mm-hmm, you have on mm-hmm. your house every year. All right. Exactly. That's officially the only horn players I know. <laughs> <laughs> the only two. Uh, you also now know. Let's see. Jeff Rosenstock played saxophone. Andy uh, Pruitt played trumpet. Sean McCobb played trombone or McCabe. It's probably not McCobb. That would be McCobb. That would be, but that'd be cool. <laughs> Maybe that's a chosen name. There's also uh, or a chosen pronunciation. Scott Smith played something called 
cardboard box of keys. Wait, okay, so that's a box with a with hundred or a thousand like yeah. unused keys in it, oh. and just shaking it. Anyway, that song's really short and sweet, and it's filled with a bunch of stuff that I like. The city subway station's never glisten. The gas dries up like naval log in prisons. Hey, my balance is low. I better pick a good place. I got one ride to go. You're fucking cocaine party. Fucking freeze me out. With this koala show up. How long is he around? I guess this new bear act is that I'll ride my bike. Play video games and do other stuff that I like. Second song. Including raging, raging fucking horns and fast, <laughs> raging fast guitars. horns and hormones. Raging horn. That's what... <laughs> Horn yeah, moans. That'd be a cool. That'd be cool if that's what sky. Maybe <laughs> that is American sky in the early 2000s. Yes, yes. Uh, second song, stuff that I like. Yeah, I like the, I like the song a fucking shit ton. Here's your uh, first uh, little glimpse into ska. Actual ska. Yeah. What 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 do you like about this song? I just I I like um, songs that talk about avoiding a party to just fucking read a book yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah that's basically the vibe like i feel like i, I tried to listen to the lyrics school thing that i was reading them and i can't i can't get he's not a straight edge guy right like he's no he talks about yeah no he's not drinking in this song he's also right? not into cocaine he's, either he's annoyed by the hard drug people yeah. but yeah, it's funny. Like I feel these vibes. I try in life, in real life, not to be like this. Though, to be honest, it's one of those things where I'm like kind of digging on it. But I'm like, don't know, keep it down. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to be go shouting about cocaine and <laughs> Yeah, like his his uh, uh, he has this flag that he always has with him, and you can buy them. Uh, but like behind him, it's the American flag with the um, rainbow stripes or whatever, and then all the mm-hmm. stars are a bunch of little. Um, weed leaf leaves oh, he's a he's a stoner, he's a stoner. Uh, okay and he partakes in the alcohol as well i think that's what i caught here is that he had been he says something he had quite a few in he's got a little luke combs line here <laughs> luke combs line oh yeah here it is check it out so now it's 1 a.m and i'm quite a few in i can barely make it out where the bathroom line begins yes. and it's been moving five inches every fucking minutes I want to ask the overprivileged kids. So this vibe is actually interesting. Like my bad takes on cocaine are not bad takes in my opinion, <laughs> but um, they have a lot to do with like, I mean, I figure, I figure like some issues that I have with cocaine is are that we just need to legalize it because sure. like one of the issues of cocaine is that it granted it's expensive and maybe it would always be expensive, but like people literally die to get it to you. Mm-hmm. So you can have a 15 minute fucking buzz high. Like it's just, it feels overprivileged is an understatement yeah. for people using it. So sorry, Coke fans. I, I, <laughs> this is what I try not to say. Uh, this is what I try not to say, but the song got me up in a, in a little bit of a, in a kick. On yeah, that yeah. Shit, Cause, cause it is a weird drug is a weird drug. Mm-hmm. Well, Hey, let's listen to some ska real quick. This, this is my favorite part of the song. Why? Real short. The little, the little. Oh, you're talking about the guitar box. The dump, dump, bump, bump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what makes it. What is Scott's relationship to punk? Like, where in England did the two of them? Is it where they come together? It's yeah. So um, the story goes, you know, uh, England had uh, colonized Jamaica and like that 
part of the world and they a lot of people from that part of the world jamaica and whatnot came over um to do uh to do jobs there um, since they were part of the colony they were able to come but of course they were all you know underprivileged poor and stuff and so they had a camaraderie with the low lower class uh, white people there um, that were making music as well. And it kind of went that they, they brought uh, ska over and then there was kind of a punk thing happening and the two kind of blended together mm-hmm. uh, kind of based on the, the camaraderie or, or um, Oh God, what's the word I'm looking for? Solidarity. Solidarity. Thank you. Yes. Solidarity of being in a lower class and stuff. There's a lot of good, there's a, a really good um, Vice uh, short documentary on YouTube that you can watch, mm-hmm. narrated by the one and only Tim Armstrong. Hey, um, oh, that's, this is where, it's that fucking Rancid album I used to listen to. Yeah. And okay. I'll Come the Wolves, and uh, especially Life Won't Wait is very, very ska. Um, yeah, Life Won't Wait I didn't listen to, but An Outcome the Wolves is to this day an album that I mm-hmm. fucking love. It's really good. It's very good. There's some good, not a lot of ska, but there's some good ska on there. But yeah, that documentary is really fucking good, and it kind of briefly goes over the history of of that kind of stuff. But yeah, and anyway, this, the actual ska part of it is not the horns, it's it's really the, the way they play the guitar. The guitar, yeah. And I, okay. I love that it just like real briefly jumps into that ska part. His voice is so wild, just like blurting out these lyrics, talking about MIA. Uh, it's so That's cool. That's the, um, it's, it's a funny part because like he's referencing top 40 dance clubs that stink due to, he calls it, does he call out Brute Cologne? Like something? He does, yeah, yeah. Do people wear that? In, do you, what do you put on in the morning? I don't wear Just like Dan, Danny, Danny tone? Yeah, he says, if I wanted to go to a dance club, I'd own a bottle of Brute. A closet full of Christian Dior, and I'd be in a different room. All right, bro. When was this written? And I'd be in a different room. That's great. Wait, this is one he... is 09. 09. I feel like I went back and forth on that on that verse or that fucking segment there because of the fact that, like, I don't know. Sometimes, Danny, here's the thing about me. I want to be in those top 40 dance clubs. I know you I do. On occasion, I do. But I at the same time, also, like, he's he talks about, it's right, you're talking about MIA, but he also has, uh, I'm looking at it right here, he's got Otis Redding and shit, mm-hmm. like, I also would probably prefer that. I'm going to a wedding this weekend, and I can't fucking wait to dance to both. Oh sure, some top forties and some throwback, but hell yeah, yeah, it's funny. He's got the like a total yeah bro dick man. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny, but you're right. Like he's he's absolutely uh, about to lose it. Like the pace is so high that you can't. Mm-hmm. How do you keep your yeah your yeah. lyrical flow understandable? And it is really it's really well done. Yeah. And let's see, what else do I have on this one? Kind of the, the, the outro of the song has some cool, like, instrumentation. Is is it, another question, I guess, yeah. as it relates to Scott culture and this, like, it seems to me like that it's a more danceable sort of vibe mm-hmm. that uh, sort of would imply to me, actually, that perhaps, like, and maybe there's there's a link to, to, to its history, but, like, that Scott would be more accepting of a just, like, actual like rhythm dancing, like mm-hmm. just being interested in dancing. Because I know like most of the kids I grew up with listening to punk and hardcore, like wouldn't go out onto a dance floor at a wedding and like cut cut it, like get down. But like yeah. ska seems to have more uh, a room for that kind of play, I guess mm-hmm. you would call it, that kind of fun. Yeah, that's kind of 
a big thing with ska is the dancing that goes along with it, like skanking. And there's obviously like much, uh, lots of different types of dances. There's like different kinds of ska. There's like dance hall uh, was a specific type. And that's kind of what a lot of this kind of stemmed from was, you know, after work you go and, and fucking dance it up mm-hmm. in the evening. And I don't know, I kind of like that because like punk, for example, is all about kind of moshing and, and you know, punching people and stuff. And It's more aggressive moshing. Yeah, right? more aggressive and stuff. And then ska was always, I mean, it had that aggressiveness to it, but there was always just this time throughout the concert where everyone is just like skanking and like they look really dumb, but everyone's having a lot of fun kind of thing. I mean, that's what dancing is. Yeah. No one looks, no, you know, you have to be at a certain level to look good. People, <laughs> usually those people are on the stage yeah, um, performing, but I think uh, it's funny. It reminds me as you were talking, I was reminded of the classic cameo of the mighty mighty Bostones during a wonderful movie known as clueless hell yeah um when they're all fucking dancing out there um you can't do that for um i mean very very few very few like i guess like mainstream punk acts from that period would would allow for that kind of vibe (laughs) yeah 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 exactly you're not gonna find i don't know pennywise at a at a dance that share is gonna go to share from clueless not she might go. Remember, because she went to the stoner party in the valley. She did go to the stoner um, party, yeah. <laughs> but she's not going to be. She's not going to be having a good time no. dancing in one of her best dresses. No, can't dance like that to uh, <laughs> to Pennywise. Well, you can. Yeah, you know, when that bro him comes out, you should see Claire. Claire. <laughs> uh, all, all right. right. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Let's hear this. I don't know some fun guitar stuff happening there's like a metal vibe you could totally go like yeah this yeah to yeah that first you could part. do that kind of thing for sure um and i can imagine i can see 100 percent um you walking down the street in downtown sack in 2011 just like air drumming the <laughs> shit out of that hell yeah hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, sweet uh what was that oh that was on scrambles that's the album that one was on which, where does that line up in That's the discography? That's 2009. Okay, yeah. And they had one album a year until they broke up. Wild. Yeah, this dude for Rosenstock seems to be... There are people like him mm-hmm. out there, right? That just can't stop writing. Yeah. It seems like that Leo that Leo guy is kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's you're, always doing something. Pal. Old Teddy. All right, you ready for the next song? Hell yeah. I can't think of any fun ways to intro pretty much all of these. Because uh, even winning feels bad. There's a song tonight that I don't want to sing. Seems like I'm complaining about something I've lost interest in. So I'll sing. talking about that would include us winning yeah how do we get to that point you have to you have to get to the winning yeah. to introduce you have the to song participate to win wait is that <laughs> feels like something somebody told you in peace <laughs> yes 
Uh, what'd you think of this one, Nate? Um, this is the Reggie and the Full Effect jam, right? Yeah, the, the little synth part. That's my first time. I think I'm gonna play it real quick. I'm not sure if I agree with what I'm about to say. Okay. These are why this is why you invite me onto the show. Is that like, in particular, when it relates, like I listened to the anniversary recently. Um, nice. Liked it, sure. Um, that Reggie shit, some of the synth that you hear, or that, I, that is synthesizer, right? Like it's like a fucking kids who got in, got some money and bought some Moog boards, whatever the fuck they're playing. <laughs> uh-huh. um, did it? Does it, it? It to me, for whatever reason, it feels like of a time. It didn't hold up as well. Hmm. Um, okay. As perhaps like um, so, Reggie's contemporary Get Up Kids, like when they're not, when mm-hmm. when James Deweese isn't playing the synth, even the synth that he plays with them is still. Or he's a drummer who plays the synth for the. There's a couple. He songs plays the Get Up Kids. Uh, on that. He played drums in Coles, but he played. That's synth right, in Coles. Okay. Um, Get Up Kids. It feels like it's not as front and center. It doesn't like, for me at least, peg itself of the period. Mm-hmm. Like it just when I listened to the song, I was like, oh shit, okay, this feels like 2002 right now, yeah, or 2003. Yeah, yeah. It didn't. It didn't sound, I don't know, It's maybe it's just me, like, too much associating with a certain part of my life, but I definitely felt like this song dated, felt dated hmm. okay. in comparison to the other yeah. two for some reason. That's when I got into, like, synthesizers and, like, started yeah. really, like, kind of exploring that world and, like, wanting to do more than I still do with it. So every time I hear that specific type of synth sound... I just go wild and I, I want to hear more of it. It's a positive thing it, and you've kept it going over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Anytime I hear something like that, like it, it makes me so happy. So I'm super into it and I get very particular about like, oh, they're trying to do that, but it doesn't sound right. Like that kind of thing. Um, oh, for real? What does that mean to not sound right? For me, like when I've tried to, I've I've owned a couple synths and they were digital synths instead of analog synths. And it just, it doesn't sound the same. And so like, I'll see a band and they'll be, they'll have a synth and it just doesn't come across the same way that the old analog ones do. And this is like, it, I don't know if it actually matters. I don't know if it's my ear. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just me being like snooty snobby or whatever. They're, they're, they're like uh, the band, uh, Horse the Band. <laughs> um, I don't know if you ever listened to them at all. No. Uh, they were like this hardcore band, and they had a synthesizer, but it was it was a digital uh, analog modeling, I think, uh, Korg that they used. And they were kind of going for that same sound, but the way he modified it, it sounded very like 8-bit, so it, it worked. Uh, you mean 8-bit? Like a, You're talking about like Nintendo? It sounded Sega very like Nintendo. Like they were... Considered okay. Nintendo Core. Hey, I got their website up here. It says Nintendo Core yeah, even on it. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> uh, they're they're a weird band. That's a that's a vibe you're looking for though. Is the eight bit sound? I like the eight bit sound. I like this sound here. Um, I guess that part is is a little kind of eight bit sounding, and like the stuff that the Anniversary and the Get Up Kids and Reggie, mm-hmm. they all had a very particular way they played synthesizer and. I don't know. I, if someone is trying to mimic it and they don't do it right, it, it irks me. It catches you. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I could see that. I guess, as you say it, maybe it's the fact that I haven't thought it, sought it out. Like, I feel like maybe the synth 
for the band that I like the most from that era, mm-hmm. it's the Get Up Kids. Mm-hmm. The synth is in no way front and center. It's not as strong as you yeah. find. The Anniversary is a synth band. Reggie and the Full Effect is a synth yeah. band. Yeah. Like um, it's just a part. It's something that's subtly included within the music. Mm-hmm. It's like the. It's like when the Deftones added a fucking DJ. It's like okay, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's like kind of there. Right? Like yeah. The, yeah, yeah, it's that's not, it's not like a thing. I never really thought of that with the Get Up Kids, but it definitely felt like the synth was was a bit of a afterthought or just kind of like mixed a little lower. It didn't because Anniversary it's super prominent, right? And Reggie as well. And the two bands that I haven't carried with me with any regularity. Like I said, I put the Anniversary on recently because mm-hmm. I was listening to. I built a playlist based on like some internet list of songs that were cool of that era and it had an anniversary song and i was like oh hell yeah mm-hmm. i fucking love this song so i like i pushed over to the album yeah and it was good and fine like a reggie like a reggie album would be but they definitely i guess i just i never carried them with me mm-hmm. i didn't seek that shit out in that time so when i heard th- heard this song i was like whoa what the fuck yeah <laughs> this sounds very particular <laughs> to me at least but that that album uh designing a nervous breakdown like has stuck with me for for a long long time that's one a, i would put on every every couple of years or something like that Reg, see, Reggie, not, not, so not yearly, but yeah, Reggie and I had a, not, I don't know him, but like, um, <laughs> Reggie and I, Reggie and the full effect and I had a falling out at some point mm-hmm. because, oh yeah, this is, I went to the university, I went to Western Washington university for college mm-hmm. and, um, I don't know if this happens anymore, but of that era, it was like 2001, 2002, there was like a, a staff position that you could get. Usually it was an upperclassman who like would receive a budget mm-hmm. from the, like the, um, the student union and could book shows. Oh, cool. And, um, sometimes they would do, they would do one or two like big shows. Mm-hmm. Like, so they might pay a band five, $10,000 wow. to come through. Like there was like good bands would come through, um, once a year. And Reggie was like blowing up and sort of like the, the kid, like I knew the, knew the guy. He's like a part of the a part of the scene mm-hmm. and Reggie was blowing up and like a bunch of people were just like, yeah, hell yeah, it'd be so cool to have Reggie in the full effect. So like um, he booked Reggie on a one off and like flew the band out um, to play this show wow. and pay them money. And James was a dick, oh. like an actual asshole <laughs> like uh, to this guy. Um, completely uh, unwilling to really engage in any sort of like human interaction or conversation. Yeah, very yeah, like yeah. Pr- very like prima donna shit. And I remember that happening and then we're all hanging out at the coffee shop afterwards um, and him just being like, yeah, that dude sucks. Like that dude literally sucks. Oh, like I don't think he's very nice. We paid him a lot of money to come out and he wasn't even like in any way like grateful yeah. or appreciative or any even like friendly wouldn't talk to us. So like I feel like that tainted him for me. Totally. And it's unfair because like his his albums are fun like i really really love yeah. them you know but yeah whatever Dang. that's it not to shout the du- to shout the dude out it may have been a bad day sure, right what sure. do we know people are carrying with them um but interesting it happens yeah uh what one more vagrant rant band i want to bring up before we move on kofax hey the name's familiar i never listened to that them, first album, how are they oh my god that's the first album is is real good um, very, very synthy. They had like, like if you look at the cover of the album, they have a whole bunch of different synth types. Then they kind of like abandoned that, which bummed me out. Yeah, you sent them an email probably or a MySpace. Like <clears throat> you left yep. something on their wall. Yep. Letting them know. No, this was before okay. MySpace. Oh, that's, yeah, they're named after the legendary baseball player, Sandy Koufax. Okay. Very cool. Okay, so aside from the synth that maybe felt a little dated to you, what else, any other thoughts on on this here jam? I mean, it's great. If, if, like with the exception of that last song, which we'll get to, like the pacing is just 
I just dig the I dig the vibe. Like I said, like I want to see this live. Like I think this would be really fun to mm-hmm. to, to to see. The part, the second, there's two ska parts in this one, and, and the first one is is pretty similar to the last song. I want to point out the second ska part, which is uh, 236 here, because it, it feels like it comes out of nowhere, but I really, I really dig it. of just the the hup hup it just is a, a, a fucking dramatic scream like, <laughs> yeah All right, that's man. a very uh suicide machines move oh for real yeah yeah i really i really love that part the, there's like a nice organ blend in the back and like the the dueling kind of palm muted harmonized guitars sound real good what a what a great fucking song totally on a touring vi- like the a how many people are on stage if this is being played live? If this song is being played live, let's see, we've got one guitar playing ska. If they have two guitars palm muting, then there's three people. They've got a drummer, a bass player. Um, I didn't I didn't hear any horns. Organ. Um, so Which is at, just a keyboard, potentially. Uh, yeah, so at least six people. And if you have a horn because you're playing a ska song some other point in the show, you've got yeah, potentially yeah. more or does seven, eight, nine, ten. How do you And they would if, have they would like a... tour around like in specific cities or specific areas, people would join them on the tour for a few shows and then only those shows kind of thing. So the the idea like cause it seems like it would be difficult to just swing a tour yeah, yeah, yeah. of the United States with nine people in the van trying to feed yeah, everybody yeah. and shit like that. Was, that. I watched another ska documentary thing. Um uh I think it was I think it was called Pick It Up, Ska in the nineties or something. Uh, but that was the like the biggest complaint a lot of the time was uh there's so many people in the band that it's hard to move that many people, it's hard to split up money and feed that many people and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing so it's also tough to bring if you're wanting to bring the band home to your mom and dad's house that night so they can crash (laughs) like it's tough when it's like yeah mom don't worry it's like 14 people (laughs) no big deal instead of the the power the power pop trio with no no roadie selling merch (laughs) i want to play a little bit of the chorus i'll just do this last one really quick that i was already on tight Yep, thinking about getting old. I know it, man. It's a cool sentiment. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, really. You think it sucks? It sucks. Does it? It does. Okay. Uh, well, depends. I'd say if I took better care of, if, of myself, maybe it wouldn't suck so much. What do you mean? Like if you were to like try and touch your toes in the morning? Yeah, or something? yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, I don't think that's going to solve much. No. As it relates to like just the phys- yeah, like getting older and the physical parts of yeah. there. But I guess, yeah, maybe. <laughs> 
dude, if I just would touch my toes in the morning. <sighs> I can't do it. My life You're way my life too far. Yo, know, like Shannon and I will watch a, a television show while we eat dinner most nights. Yeah, um, no, that's too. And like, uh, I'll I'll always try and get up. Like I have a, I have a I have suffered from what's called a. Oh shit! I'm forgetting it now. My shoulder is called. Oh, remember I was telling you about this. Cold, like, cold. No, it's like, in essence, like my shoulder has a phantom injury. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I was going to physical therapy and then COVID got really bad. And so I stopped going to physical therapy and then my shoulder started to feel real, real like better. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, it's solved. But now it's like back and it's been worse. And anyway, so like I try to do these exercises while we're watching the television show or mm-hmm. something. Um, and I'll try and um, touch my toes. And I don't know, man, like I have never once touched my toes uh, with my, t- with the tips of my fingers without bending my knees. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's a thing like <laughs> that you have to be able to do yeah. to be, as a matter of fact, I think it's weird if you can do it. Sure. Sure. I just I just need to like stretch or something. I was talking to my bandmate about um, doing yoga. He says he does a, a yoga routine most mornings, uh, and that's prevented him from having like some back issues and stuff. Interesting. So I'm gonna try to start doing that because recent listeners of the podcast will know I threw my back out at band practice a couple weeks ago. I mean. Because you were moshing so fucking Because hard. I, I don't know who I was trying to impress as just the four <laughs> of us in there, but I was rocking out. It's not about impressing. You were feeling the I was, feeling I the was groove. really feeling it. It's hard not to. <laughs> that last riff of that song is real fucking good. Unbelievably good, yeah. <laughs> Come out and see it uh, sometime oh, later this month in Sacramento, California. New one. What? Why wouldn't you play the new one? That's what we're there for, you know? Because it's not ready yet. Despite oh, okay. what our drummer thinks, it's not ready yet. Yeah, okay, drummer. <laughs> Whatever. You don't know when it's ready. You just play the drum. Yeah. Next song, my favorite song on the playlist, my favorite Bomb of the Music Industry song, You Still Believe in Me? this one after that back there's some there is something there yeah a story about a about a thrown out back yeah i don't know i don't feel like going through the effort look at this album title though what do you think of that um (laughs) it's funny because like i was just trying to defend getting old and then i didn't have to because fucking uh jeff rosenstock did it for me by naming naming exactly what look why adults rule that they're smart they're shit hammered and they're excited by nothing <laughs> which ex- which by the way this is also a person shotgunning a beer on the cover or mm-hmm. maybe it actually looks like they might be shotgunning a crystal clear pepsi um no no i think that's some kind of no i think beer. that's a nat- that's a natural ice right there that's a that's a natty ice yeah, <laughs> that's what yes. that is what is the statement that he's making I don't know what it, what statement he's making. This song feels very like kind of going along with the sentiment sentiment of the last song of like getting old kind of sucks and stuff. And especially the the verse verse where he's talking about Brian Wilson and seeing him live and how yeah. that fire kind of fades, you know. And he mentions like the uh, unplugged bass around his neck. 
like just like pretending to play, just kind of going through the motions and stuff. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's kind of a. I can't remember if like the rest of the songs on the album kind of go along with that theme, but that's what it kind of feels like to me. This is the opener of the album too. You want to open it for us? Play that first. I do because that's my first note. Everybody, you've already heard it, but the intro is so good, right? Here, let's let's hear it. It's about to get constructively sentimental yeah. and critical in here. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, I love the horn line. I love the like really kind of weird off kilter drum beat that's going on. Mm-hmm. Little glockenspiel. Really cool stuff. And there's one real b- brief ska part again at 43 seconds. again like fucking it yeah i know it's ska it's so obviously ska but it just doesn't sound like to me it just i don't know it sounds like a punk song yeah 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 additionally like his voice is awful in that space like it's not not an insult Mm -hmm. it's perfect no yeah it's like he's not he's not a good vocalist and maybe he is in other spaces i feel like he is throughout the playlist in other in other parts but he's just like he just, I don't know. He sounds like he just shotgunned a natty ice. Yeah, it sounds like that. It sounds like this is the last song he recorded of the day, you know, yeah. like especially toward the end of the song. Like that was my last time stamp on this one is like he just sounds so exhausted. It, which he references lyrically in the song. Yeah. I mean, it's I guess maybe if he maybe if he knows that about himself, he's like, yeah, we're going to do five songs today. I'm going to be beat to shit by the last yeah, one. Yeah. And you know what? This song is, this perfect, is perfect for that, for that. attitude. Yeah. So I want to do it. Uh, but um, I also really love how the chorus hits so hard every time because there's that mm. stop, but he's still going with the vocals. Uh, and especially the one where it starts with like, fuck. Oh, God, it's so fucking rad. I do want to play the uh, Brian Wilson section as well. You know, 27. I was kind of half paying attention while I was taking these notes. I don't know. I, I, that verse to me is, is absolutely just like perfectly describes like the way it is to see Brian Wilson now. Like I saw him a, a few years ago and it perfectly describes that his stage presence and stuff. He's just kind of there. He's trying to make some dollars. Is what's yeah. Going on. I, it kind of seems that way. And I don't know, man, just he, He's got a really good description of uh, all of this stuff. Like, I watched the fire fade and the former Diglo embers turn to ashy grays and blacks. 
one exhausted triple encore unplugged bass encore unplugged bass around his neck he's accusing him of not even playing yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah. he's just standing up there fucking tired of shit <laughs> but yeah oh really good and i love the end of it when he's because these days fuck i'm tired and just the way that's presented the fuck hits really hard because mm-hmm. i agree man i'm tired too let's hear his exhausted voice at the end 311 perfect timestamp. or else i'm gonna get distracted but even if you tell me something i can guarantee oh, yeah this sounds totally shit hammered (laughs) (laughs) the the cover of the album was him finishing the song yeah (laughs) right at the end (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I really really love this song it's my fave i like it too i like how fast it is i like the drums just don't seem to they're they're faster than everything else just it's it's yeah yeah all right on to apparently the the mistake song that i shouldn't have picked i don't think there's a mistake what do you mean you shouldn't have picked you hate it talk to me oh my god (laughs) danny i was literally thinking about just calling you up and saying like how dare you (laughs) (laughs) i don't dislike the song it's just it's an outlier and i'm curious to hear about it from you like uh okay campaign for a better weekend Oh, you could have transitioned with that one too. Damn it. Danny missed opportunities. I'm off my game tonight, man. You're not off your game. You're on your game. You're just, you know. So two reasons I picked this song. One of them is a dumb reason. One reason is I think it's really fucking cool. I love the long ass intro. Um, Yeah, which you like. That makes sense. Some long ass Uh, intros. And the other reason I picked it was because he talks about riding a bike and you ride a bike. Yeah, I know. We've been through this though before. I think you said you picked that one other time, and I did do a Carly Rae Jepsen song because of a bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> um, I don't dislike this. I don't dislike the song. I think that like what was what was really strong for me in the previous songs, or in particular those three, not the first three, but the first two and that that fourth mm-hmm. one is that it's just fast as fuck, yeah, and I love yeah. it. Like in in that you know like his vocals are are hardcore ish. They're adjacent than mm-hmm. this song. I don't know. Like, I'm just looking at this right now. This is 2011. I can't believe how late some of these things. I didn't realize <laughs> they were making music in 2011. Yeah, Holy shit. It's their last album. Um, it just sounds, it sounds like a, an a alternative rock band or something, mm-hmm. like more than, than the rest, I think. And I don't think that if all the songs had sounded like this, we would be having a different conversation sure. and I wouldn't be sitting here saying like, yo, Danny, what's with this song? Yeah. I think I would be liking it a lot, right? Oh, okay, okay. But up with those other ones, like I was just like, in comparison, it's fast, it's just really dope. Like I'm air drumming as I listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not the case though. Yeah, that makes sense. I I really love this album. This song is not a good representation of the album as a whole. There, the album is great. It's it's like a, a power pop masterpiece essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no ska on it at all. Uh, there's still horns and stuff, but there's no like kind of guitar and i don't know there's something about this song that is just kind of like 
it puts me in a trance with that long intro. It's the opening song too. Yeah, it's the opener of the album. And then it's got the cool, like really kind of throwback sounding electronic drums in there, Mm -hmm. which are kind of cool. And I love the drop when the actual song starts, like after it does the long ass intro and then it opens up and all the instruments come in. That's my only timestamp for this one is 255, which that's how long the intro is. 255 is when it actually starts. Starts, yeah. And that's not that long of a song. Yeah. Again, it's, it's four there's only and like a half, a, four, almost five minutes. Yeah. Let's see, 250. I'll do 254. So there's two minutes after after this. I like the like very abrupt transition and kind of the like swell into it at the same time mm-hmm. uh, is very cool. When do you put this? When do you put this album on? Like when does it? What is it? What is it for you? Whenever I need to f- be in a good mood, it's a very good mood album for me. It's a very summertime album for me. Like this album just screams, windows down, driving around hot ass Sacramento. Hmm. You know, in the middle of the in the summer, middle of the summer. Okay. yeah. This is one I I come back to pretty frequently. I love it so much. If you're into the band uh, enough to seek out an album, I, I'd say listen to this one. This is the yeah. one. Maybe okay. skip track one. I added it actually. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I, like I said, I don't think that's the problem. I think it's just um, yeah. In comparison to the others. Or something like the vibe changes sure. a little bit. I like the idea of this being the opening track to something that is a different, like in essence, yeah, something different. Mm-hmm. But I added it on my, um, I saved it. Nice. You know, what nice. do call that? Like, I saved it on my yeah. Apple my Apple Music. I know you don't do that. You just, your album selection <sighs> on Apple Music is just empty. I maybe, but... maybe should. I don't know. Maybe I'm not doing it right. Have you ever uh, fallen off your bike and a bunch of people saw it happen and they were like, oh shit? A hundred percent I yeah. have. Very hilariously. <laughs> I was like. I, I lived in Berlin for a number of years and rode a bike when I was there. Mm-hmm. And I had, it was a lean, it was a lean period of my life as it relates to the monies. Uh-huh. And, um, I was riding, I was riding a broken bike. Uh-huh. So like it, um, you could pedal it, but if you know, like, we, I don't know how often you ride bikes, but like if you pedal, like you'll often like go down a hill and you'll just, you won't mm-hmm. pedal. You'll mm-hmm. just cruise and you can hear the spokes go yep. and stuff like that. Like on this bike, the pedal needed to be constantly moving or else it would jerk forward like in a really abrupt fashion. So like if I was pedaling, it was fine. But if I stopped to cruise, it would, it could also be fine, but there's an opportunity for it to like plunk forward and like jolt me off towards the front of the bike. It doesn't require a crash, Uh but I was riding down the main, like the, the, I lived in a northeastern district of the city and I was trying to get down to a South like Western district. I was going to cross the city. And so I was taking like the main drag And the very, um, uh, the very, very main drag, like the, the main tourist street in all of <laughs> fucking Berlin in front of what is known as like the German history museum. And I'm just looking around. It's like, it's on cobblestones too. This is why I came oh off the bike. God. Cause I was on cobbles and like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pedal, which I needed to be uh-huh. doing, stop my pedaling, let it flow. And the bike did a jerk with the pedals did a jerk and just kicked me forward. <sighs> and I smashed front onto the bike and I had a helmet on. I always wear, I always wear uh-huh. helmets. People should wear helmets. Um, um, but still like got blood on my head and it was coming down. And like, I think I must've, I must've knocked out for a second and someone came up from behind me and was like, said in German, like, you know, are you okay? And I, at the time 
in particular was like a strongly fluent German speaker and um, uh, could not. I would just like looked up at this person. I was in full on just like American English, like I'm fine. <laughs> I couldn't get it out. Like I lost it. And then I stood up and I like my bike was smacked. The handlebars were to the side. So I locked it to a pole and I looked in front of the pole and it was just this big group of like college age kids with a person <laughs> leading them who has like a flag and a speaker set so it's like an obvious tour and they're all just like slack jaw like just looking at me with their jaws like open <laughs> like what the fuck just happened this dude just fell for no yeah, reason yeah, yeah, too yeah. like you can't tell why i fell there's no ford the, explorer the involved got me. in this one <laughs> nothing hit me and i just like look at them and then i lock the bike up and i walk to the subway to go home uh-huh. and as i sit on the subway train people are looking at me and i just like grab my front of my forehead and i hit i touch my hands to the forehead and it's just there's this blood oh, all over my face i'm just like oh fuck man <laughs> This sucks. And I got home and won't clean myself yeah. up. You know, it was pretty funny Jeez. for no reason. So uh, when people saw you, they they said, oh, shit. But they said, oh, shit, in German. How do you say, oh, shit, in German? No, the person behind me who was also on a bike, a lot of people ride bikes mm-hmm. there, right? Like, so someone behind me, I fell, came up, and I, d- I just recall answering, like, I'm fine, I'm yeah. fine. But they had said something along the lines of like, are you okay? Or like everything okay? Asut, I think is probably oh, what you would say okay. in German. And um, I couldn't I couldn't speak. Like I wasn't speaking yeah. English very frequently at that time in my life. But that was the only thing that came out. And then just to look at those fucking, it had to have been. Although maybe in my mind it's worse than it was. But it felt like like 40 tours <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah. A, on, a, on like a, a trip just all just staring at me with their jaws. <laughs> like what the fuck? It was pretty yeah. funny. I don't know. I've fallen a couple times in my life, and that was the worst one by far, for sure. Knock on wood. Dang, man. You're brave being out there. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah knock on wood. <laughs> All right, well, let's, uh, let's do some overall thoughts and our rating and, and whatnot. Yeah, I, was, I scoured the Instagram of Jeff Rosenstock, mm. um, and I found some, I found a t- ton of posts yeah. someone's very active yes, on instagram yes. um kind of like you actually you're a pretty active instagrammer or you have your I moments. have my moments you have your yeah. moments and usually they're they center on cats cats or, or occasionally the kids yeah yeah he's all over yeah. the place um but i do think he, one thing is obvious i mean after scrolling for minutes and minutes and minutes and not finding the end of that fucking feed there was not a single feline wow. in the entire entire thread it's a little disappointing, to be honest. So you could be doing things different, Jeff. I know you could have gotten a better rating yep. for your yep. for your songs, because um, I know you're listening to this. <laughs> um, so you went from a what was going to be what is it out of out five, five out of yes. five five poop stains, <laughs> five punk poop stains. <laughs> this <laughs> I was going to give Jeff. I was going to give Jeff Rosen Rosenstock of or of bomb the music industry four full punk poop wow. stains. But because of that cat shit, man, it's the it's zero. Zero point zero. <laughs> it's like you wipe that ass and it's the paper the toilet paper is pristine. <laughs> oh man. Not a wrinkle on it. No, dude. I dug this and I was mentioning this to you too, like a little bit about that 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 vibe where like there's there's a punk sound here that I really want to see live, and I wonder yeah. to what degree like I'm gonna be drawn to this to this band beyond walking around with this playlist in my ears. I know that I'll put the playlist back on and I think that I'm going to give this vacation album a try. Um, but I do think um, 
it's the band I think I've liked the most so oh, far cool. out of what you've given me. And I, I could see myself trying to listen to it. How often have you done that though? Like where you've actually like fallen in love with a band someone gave you? Fallen in love with a band? I'd say once or twice. Like Motion City yeah, soundtrack awesome. I like a lot now. Oh word. Yeah, that's right. Did it like the next day you were just still listening to the playlist is what happened? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I, I immediately jumped to an album. Like I didn't, I moved past the playlist, which doesn't happen often. Like I will come back to playlists for certain things, mm-hmm. but I usually yeah, don't branch don't. out to albums much. Um, but yeah, as far as like really, oh, and Caitlin Butts, I was listening to her today and oh, yesterday Butts, as really? well. Oh, shit. Um, huh. The playlist or like her, her album. album. You had mentioned yeah. that you had listened to some of her yeah, stuff. Yeah, I listened album. to okay. um, uh, Sad Yeehaw Vibes or whatever that one's called. And yeah. then the, the kind of EP album before that. Oh, what else can yeah. she do? That's cool. But yeah, I, li- I like her a lot. Um, so yeah, those have been kind of the two big ones so far from from the pod. Yeah. I'll let you know okay. if I pop over to the album. Also, if I like you only listen to LPs, so I have to wait for them to come in the mail. So. <laughs> You've got them ordered. <laughs> His solo stuff, too, is really fucking good. The album Worry... The album post are fucking amazing. So check those out as well. It's basically the same vibe. They very well could be Bomb the Music Industry albums. Uh, and Ska Dream is is one of the greatest third wave ska albums. I guess, would it still be considered third wave that many years after the third wave? I mean, oh, Ska Dream 2021. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like... You know, we're on the the sixth emo wave yeah, or something yeah. like that, but I feel like ska, like to me, I don't know, like what sort of underground ska scenes have been have been bubbling. I know that you had sent, did you send that ska joke? I had a couple friends throwing me that that <laughs> what ska joke? That funny that funny no nah, that funny TikTok video of like the like how ska might be a thing that like teens are gonna get into again. Oh or shit! I don't know. It sounds, but I don't think it. It didn't have like a, I mean, Jeff Rosenstock is the early 2000s ska revival. Yeah. He is the third, the fourth yeah, wave yeah, yeah. or something, right? So like. Yeah, I don't know what wave you know. ska is currently going, but uh, ska dream is, is fucking phenomenal front to back. Yeah, it's a cool cover. So what'd you give him? Four? 3.9? Four. Yeah, 3.9 because the cats. Yeah. yeah. So that's fair. Okay. Let's do 3.9. Jeff. Yeah. He had some, he had a couple of cute dogs, yeah, but I'm not, not a the same. fan. Not the same. Get some cats, Jeff. Thanks for coming back, man. I wonder, dude. It's been my pleasure. Um, yeah, we'll have a chance to talk yeah. again. We got some more. Uh, we do have some more chances more to talk because I have two playlists from you. Uh, hey, thanks, Nate. Thanks for coming back. Thank you, Cody. Thanks, thanks, Cody. Cody. <laughs> <laughs> I was just. I'm thinking about Cody right now notes. too. Don't worry about it. I'm looking at my notes here and there's his name and I say it out loud. <laughs> Thank you, Danny. Uh, bye-bye, everybody.